0: Cast. it's not about the corner office it's not about the fancy title it's not even about the extra money responsible leadership is about taking care of those who choose to follow you and that care takes on many forms this podcast is dedicated to bringing you the best guests with the best advice to help you succeed in that endeavor The Responsible Leadership Podcast is a production of The Leadership Phalanx. To find out more about me and what I do, visit leadershipphalanx.com. That's leadership, P-H-A-L-A-N-X.com. And now, on to today's show. All right, folks, hello and welcome to this outstanding episode we've got in store for the Responsible Leadership Podcast today. My guest is Misha Rubin. Misha, thanks for being with us.
1: It's truly my pleasure.
0: Yeah, no, I, I can't wait to get into some of the things that we're going to talk about here. But, listeners, here's what you need to know about Misha. Uh, He is a teacher and entrepreneur that provides transformational career programs that are designed to help people discover meaningful careers that work for their lives. He spent over 20 years in corporate America as a partner at Ernst & Young until he decided it was time to take the plunge and serve his purpose, guiding others towards their purpose. His corporate experience, combined with profound mentorship and his personal quest for meaning and fulfillment, Birth the career leap method, a guided inquiry that brings awareness to deep parts of oneself, creates new career possibilities and moves into action, changing lives forever. Now, I love that. And it makes me excited to hear how you answer that first question where I start off all of my guests. When you hear the phrase responsible leadership, what does that mean to you?
1: So I would start that... Um, that responsibility is first and foremost starts with oneself so being a responsible leader it starts with a person being aligned uh, with who they are aligned in their values aligned in their commitments and aspirations and then I believe a person has that alignment then they could bring a force into the world where they will bear responsibility for making an impact or that they desire. So responsible leadership starts with oneself.
0: Mm. No, I like that. I like that. And um, I'm just kind of curious because we've been, you know talked a little bit in your bio, your 20 years with Ernst and Young. Um, is that where you really kind of formed that idea of what responsible leadership is, or did it start any earlier than that?
1: No, I think I actually formed it after. Because, you know, we all and maybe a lot of people will relate to that as we grow in our career and we turning into leaders, take on leadership roles, taking accountability for other people, um, we just kind of learn what everybody does in our society, right? <laughs> and we're all doing our best. Uh, for me, actually, it took... And so did I. And I probably also did a lot of mistakes, but so did I. I tried to imitate people that I admired or... But that all was, for instance, in the in the paradigm of working in Wall Street. And that's the type of leaders I witnessed. And that's the type of witnessed I um, model after. But after I actually left my corporate career and got into a deeper inquiry about, so what I, am I here to do? How do I build my business in alignment with my values and do the things that I'm here to do so that's where I arrived to the to the ideas one of the concepts that I teach my clients both um, if they just choose to you want to change their career or maximize their leadership impact it starts with uh, what I call a personal guiding criteria so that's a set of criteria that help you articulate who you are but these the this language that that's not just an intuition where you feel like this is it or this is not it that it becomes real so for instance let me just give an example so it's not theoretical my vocational values are making a difference clarity and creating right so I feel like right now in my point in life I do work um, that's fully aligned with my values so the work that I do um in um in helping people with their careers or with their leadership or with their retirement and legacy that's all very aligned with my values of making a difference my clarity is about uh not like a no it's not that like i always have clarity but i strive for it and one of my jobs is to bring clarity to others so that my work is aligned and creating is really I'm, i created my business but i'm also my ultimate creation is when my clients create their next leap, their next place where they're moving towards. So it's all becomes when I wake up in the morning and uh, think about the things that I need to do, I'm fully aligned with myself. And that's, that's to me, it's the best starting point in life.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree with you there. I know a lot of people will use that, uh, you know, the old Mark Twain quote: "If you make your uh, vocation, uh, or if you make your vacation your vocation, you'll never work a day in your life." And it's kind of what you're you're talking about here, right? Is is finding that thing that that makes you you, and being able to build your career around that. So, yeah, well, maybe you're doing more stuff on a daily basis to achieve your goals. It's not, it's not really work because it's what you love. It's an alignment and it feels natural to be doing what you're doing. Right.
1: I, yeah, there is a sense of alignment and then I, you have a criteria for your actions. You have criteria for choices that you're making. So one of the things that, uh, people have a hard time Uh, either choosing what they want to do, or they feel like in the wrong place, because they never applied a set of criteria to their choices. So, in my philosophy, once you can articulate your criteria, then you can examine your options with that criteria in mind, or if you're a leader in an organization and you want to make an impact with people or with the organization or with a community or with a product, if you operate inside of your value system and inside of your personal guiding criteria, then in my experience, you will not only have much greater satisfaction in your work and your life in general, but you will also be capable of making a much bigger impact.
0: Mm yeah that makes so much sense to me, but uh you know it it it's one of those things where it makes so much sense you you gotta ask yourself like why isn't everybody just naturally doing this? so what are some things that keep people from kind of going down this path?
1: Great question I think uh first and foremost uh we are not educated about how to do this, so if you think about the level of effort time and money that goes into people's education is uh, tremendous and we are taught gazillion things but nobody ever says okay so let me teach you how you choose a career let me let me teach you how to, for you to understand, is this the right organization for you to work in? Or let me teach you how to create the next leap. Maybe you do have a great job and you're working for an organization that you align with and, and with a purpose, but how do you create that next step for yourself? So if, if I look at our society, nobody really gives people tools uh, to do this right. And I think what happens to a lot of people, some people intuitively, you know, are have this very strong sense about what they should be doing so they are in a lucky category so if you're not in that category a lot of people make some choices they influenced maybe not necessarily forced but often just influenced by the conversation in their community and their society about what they should do and they you know there's like a lot of practicality ideas which I think are very important but if you look at the criteria of them choosing their majors in college and choosing their first jobs it's very rarely that people do it in alignment with who they are and then sometimes what i found in 40s and 50s right a lot of people like like oh my god you know they <laughs> there is some type of, any type of uh, misalignment in our life at some point creates Either internal or external crisis and we often witness them in other people and sometimes we go through them ourselves right for me it was after my um, dad passed away and I remember in a few months after that I was sitting in one of these you know creating new service offering meetings at the big four company where I worked and at that time I was you know I've been with the company for 15 years I was a partner there I I made more money than I could ever imagined. As an immigrant coming from Ukraine, I was more successful than I could have imagined. It was, you know, it was all great. And I was sitting there and there was a moment of choice for me. I was listening to this conversation i said if i continue doing this work which i could i will i will make some type of damage to myself not because of the work not because of them you know they were great company i had a great time working there it's more about my inner alignment and my inner voice was very clear you're done (laughs) you are done with this and that was kind of the beginning of my big leap in my career journey
0: yeah wow there there's so much so much value in everything that Misha just said there, and and I love the way you put that because, you know, it's 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 really true uh, on a lot of levels, and I think we're really starting to see that right now with how, you know, the idea of of career and even going to work has changed. You know, I I grew up with you know watching my, my grandparents and and everything do the. You know, hey, we're going to go to work. We're going to do the 40 years at a company, and that's what you're supposed to do. And and had this kind of idea that that that's you know what I was supposed to do. And I go into the Marines, and you know I end up uh, you know only serving one enlistment there. And I, I I went in with that mentality. Hey, I want to do this for life. I want to be a lifer. And it ended up only being an enlistment. And I get out and I go to work for um, you know, the, the Federal Civilian Service here in the U.S. And you know I went in thinking, hey, this is what I'm going to do for the next 40 years. This is where I'm going to stay and, and retire. And then I found myself kind of in the same situation, just things happened, things evolved. And that's when I started doing this, started this podcast, started leadership development, because I just wasn't happy with that. And I guess where I'm going with this is we're seeing this evolution of of that type of mentality becoming more and more prevalent as we go through the generations. Like, I think uh, everybody is probably used to the you know statistic about uh, you know millennials changing jobs every two to four years, and uh, you know that's just careers don't mean exactly what they used to mean even 15, 20 years ago, do they?
1: Yeah, I I remember. Um, the generation of my father you know he went to college to study to be an engineer right and at that point you um, choose your profession for life right and then he pretty much worked at the same bus plant all his life right after graduating from college and then I looked at generation maybe after him those people chose also profession for life but they had more than one job they probably had a a bunch of jobs right Mm -hmm. and i think where we are moving towards especially with changes in technology and the changes in the world that those children okay or or young people that go to college now they probably should understand they probably have many careers in their life because not just jobs but careers Um, they might be doing they're very likely to be doing many things in their life so i think that whole uh, philosophy of where are we heading why are we going there and having a criteria becomes even more important because it there will be probably more than once uh, an opportunity or a need to change the career, and I think for millennials, apart from or kind of the next generation that that's going to work now, I think they have way more cho- choices than people had in the past. Um, they, I think, there are many more ideas that are about values that are uh, that exist in the society. But I think part of them changing their jobs, I would say it's the same thing they not being properly educated on how to articulate some of their criteria and how to be thoughtful about their career career choices
0: yeah, no, i agree i agree and and you mentioned there's a lot of uh, a lot of things going into that these days, there's a lot of options, there's a lot of opportunities, there's there's a lot of things that you can make into a career that you couldn't make into a career 10, 15 years ago. Um, but how is somebody, like, as we're going through this process and we're trying to identify our career leap, um, how do you talk people into being able to identify what is uh, truly something that, that drives them versus, um, you know, versus, let's just call it a fantasy at this point, you know. Right. Like, if you and I are talking and you say, hey, Earl, what is what is it that makes you happy? I say, hey, you know, I want to be sitting on the beach, uh, you know, sipping drinks all day. Uh, and that, that's nice, but that's not the thing that's going to help me make that next career leap, right? Mm-hmm. So, So how do we get people to really kind of identify what what is reality and what is hey that's going to be nice down the road
1: great plus i you i'm not sure that that's what will make you happy (laughs) you know right right people have a lot of romantic ideas about what they should be doing and i think one of the most confusing um phrases that exists in our society related to career is follow your passion uh um because people might have an idea of what's their passion it could be Uh, art or maybe some like hobby that they have or maybe it's sitting on the beach and drinking margaritas they might have a romantic idea of what's what's uh, about what's their passion but in reality that might not be their passion i i'm of a belief that passion is something you arrive to if you if you do the right things, if you make good choices, you will arrive to passion about your career. It's not something that you start with. Um, So let me be here very very practical because I also wanted to to leave your listeners uh, with some practical ideas uh on how they can start even exploring what's there so when i work with people i we go we go we we go on a journey right so we start start with identifying your personal guiding criteria which includes your values you know your vocational values i gave an example of that it's important to understand your strengths and um and and i and i have a very particular way for people to talk about their strengths because Um, sometimes when people get bugged down in skills and experiences that they have and they don't have, your strengths is way more important because it's very much innate to who you are. But then we look at things like your motivation mechanism, because as people we are motivated in, in a lot of different ways, and to understand how you motivate it is very important, so you put yourself in these situations that uh, that are satisfying for you. And then your interpersonal profile is about how you interact with others. So a lot of work that I do with my clients about their self-awareness, so whether they want to change their career or whether they want to become better leaders in their organization or their community. Community, to me that's always a starting point now from there we can go and actually explore what's out there and there are several entry points that i will give when people can explore because very often people don't have don't spend enough time exploring ideas of where and what they could be doing so they might have an idea and they might think that that idea is not practical or it's too hard, and that's where they give up kind of right there and then. So I I always invite people, hey, come up with at least 21 ideas (laughs) of where and what you could be doing. let, Let yourself really, really, truly explore that. So there are several entry points to that. One of them is looking from industry perspective, like what industries are exciting for you? We live in this extraordinary times where a lot of work is remote, right? So you can work in a lot of many in a lot many places that they used to before. You you know you can pick up skills, and uh, very easily you can learn. Education is available for a lot of different things. You can um, the whole industries the whole economy is transforming because of pandemic i feel like our society made a 20-year shift and um so there is a lot of opportunity for change the question is which industries are of interest to you what would you want to solve you know so if you look at our, our health and wellness industry educational industry there's a lot of happening in financial industry you you pretty much name it there is something is happening so what what interests, which industry is interest to you so that's could be one entry point and then you I invite people to go deeper maybe there is sub-industry maybe there is a particular thing that being solved right now so that helps people to kind of start their list i call this career leap map which is a list of ideas of where and what you could be doing so that's could be one. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking about what's next for me, I'm I'm done. I feel like I exhausted this job or this industry, start exploring industries. There are tons of industries lists on internet that you can start with and just go and say, like, is this of interest to me? Is this of interest to me? If something is, go and examine it further. The second way is to think about a role, you know. So you would think about the role, you know, I re- recently uh, uh, I've been working with this um, woman who is, um, you know, she's an attorney and she's an expert in international tax, right? Okay. Uh, and she's like, I'm done with tax. I don't want to do anything with tax. I just like done. <laughs> How can we do something else? And then we, when we looked at her strengths and we looked at the types of things they did, we, we thought that she could be a great uh, like a COO, like chief operating officer, or someplace pers- person in operational part of or an organization, and she when she started reading the descriptions of these roles, she's like, oh my god, I've never done this particular thing, but as if they written for a person like me who is detail oriented, who gets things done, who is organized, right? So, mm-hmm. so another entry point is for people to think about the roles and think about so what could be the, those roles that I could take in other places um so these are like just a few examples of how I have people think and explore these ideas about what's next for them
0: yeah I, no and I really like that advice like really thinking outside the box that that is great advice uh, you know because I I do a similar thing and that's why I was just sitting here kind of listening intently because your process and my process especially with uh, veterans transitioning out of the military is very much the same because you know I run into to folks it's like you know what what am I going to do I, you know that I, I learned how to you know, run a tank or learn how to do this or learn how to do that. And it's like, well, yeah, you're not going to find a job out in corporate America driving a tank. But what are those skills that you learned being in charge of that tank? And let's let's pull those out, those interpersonal skills, those those, you know, the leadership, the team building, the the project management type stuff. How does that fit in? And it's kind of the similar example there with going from law to, you know, a COO. It's, it's, there's a lot of parallels and a lot of connections with the skill sets that most people have. They just don't know how and where to, to look and how to tap in to those skill sets. And, and I think that's a, a, a mental block that most humans have. If it's not X, I have a hard time getting to why out of it. I don't even
1: think that's a mental block. I think it's really nobody trained them how to do that. That's why I feel like I add value by having a process. Because the traditional way people look for jobs is based on the skills and experience. And that's definitely a way to find a job. And I've done it many times myself. And that's what I call also a trap. Because... The more you look, the more experience you get and the more skills you get, then the more you will get jobs that are more of the same. So if you want to get out of it, it's just not a good strategy. So what I teach is that actually what your strengths are much more important indicator of your roles. The, the experiences would be the next layer because experiences are transferable. So mm-hmm. if you manage something in one place, you can manage in another. If you design something, if you grew something, if you started something, so all these things are very, very trans- transferable into different domains. And the skills in my philosophy are on the bottom of the pyramid because skills and knowledge are acquirable. Right. So especially if you have evidence that you made changes in your life and you go and look for that evidence where you operated in and you for your space, then you know you you have capacity to learn new skills, gain new experiences, acquire new knowledge. So that's why I think uh where people are not educated. They have a starting point from their skills and experiences, and they—that's how they end up in a place that kind of where they started, or very similar to that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. No, you're right. I, I like that. The the you know the the lack of education there, because you know, again, we're, we we do a lot off of what we saw our parents do, of what we saw our grandparents do, and that's what they did. You know, uh, my grandfather, uh, he uh, got straight out of World War II and went, uh, you know, into heating and air conditioning as an apprentice, and it's all he did his entire life. Yep. Um, you know, and and we also, and, and you talk about this quite a bit, and I agree with you, uh, we also live in this age where if you can't find the thing that, uh, you know, that is... In another business, in another company, in another organization that fits your mold, it's it's a lot easier today to go create that uh, job, isn't it? Like to go into business for yourself, to go find that thing that that create that niche that drives you. Yep,
1: yeah. I think we live in unprecedented times. So, and I will, I will, I think it's worth for me to repeat myself here because i don't think people are fully present that never ever in the history of humanity we had this set of very unique circumstances that we work pretty much without geographic boundaries or very little of geographic boundaries the our society is transforming uh, and when there is a transformation of society that creates a lot of business opportunities because all major industries are rethinking how they will be operating in this new era that we are in. The third, there has been the easiest time ever to start a business, like I don't know what people did um, 30 years ago, but for me, when I came up with a career leap idea, I had to post on Facebook and on LinkedIn and I got my first three clients. You know, it, it just really nobody ever had that. And I'm not even saying that even if you're not the one to start a business, think about all these other people that's starting business and they looking for people that are want to make a difference they want to make a change and the fourth argument is unprecedented access to learning you can sit on your couch you can get MBA you can get certifications from Ivy League colleges or you can get free free education that's very much available online there is Coursera there's so many options to develop new skills and knowledge if that's what you want so if I look at these four factors that I just listed nobody ever had before so if you sitting there and doubting is this a good time now is it not i'm telling you nobody had what we have now so this is the time of action this is the time of moving forward
0: yeah no i agree i agree i mean you know we jokingly uh uh, around here call it youtube university but you know in all honesty it's it's true now caveat there is a lot of garbage out there that's not true that won't help you Uh, but by and large a lot of folks like you know like Misha uh, a lot of folks that are actual educators have taken up uh, you know YouTube channels and you can and I'm just using that one as an example because as you mentioned there's a lot of different uh, Udemy, Usera, there's a company called Uqualio, there's a lot of uh, educational platforms out there, but even just you know YouTube videos, if you go out, if you want to learn something and you're willing to kind of weed through the quality of the advice, you can you can learn anything, uh, to Misha's point, you can learn anything you want to learn right now, which is doing a little bit of, of uh, research. And I think I think that's the one thing when I hear folks talk about this great resignation and all that, uh, I hear people uh, equate it to, uh, you know, oh well, everybody got free money during the pandemic because nobody wants to work. I, I kind of agree with you, and I think this is what I heard you say. So correct me if not, but I don't think it's that. I think the pandemic opened up a lot of people's eyes to remote work, to access of education, and to the idea that, you know, hey, maybe I can do something other than work in fast food. I can build my own business. I can do these things, right?
1: Yeah. I think the the times are unprecedented, but I also think as humans that question about I feel like as humans we're always in some type of a leap in our lives whether in our career, our leadership, or in any other area, in our marriages, in our health, with our children, in our relationships, we are always within some type of a leap. And the question that very often is not being asked and answered is so where it is we're going, you know, and why are we going there? So what I personally very interested in helping people to make um Meaningful, intentional changes in their life, because I think, as humans, that's what will happen. The change will happen, <laughs> but whether it's meaningful, intentional, that's really up to us. Uh, and I will use maybe another example, even in my life. You know, I'm I am I was born and grew up in Ukraine, and when the war in Ukraine started um, on February 24th, you know that took me into. This devastation mode for some time I just couldn't even wrap my mind through what Ukrainian people were going through and how that's happening and once I got out was started getting out of this initial shock I had to question myself as a leader and as a human about what am I doing like what what I had to question my purpose and meaning yet again and as a result of that, I, you know, I'm on, on the board of this organization that's called Worldwide Orphans that works with children at risk, including orphans, but not limited to orphans. And, and and I knew that that was the time for me to go and bring this organization to Ukraine. So I actually just came back from Lviv, Ukraine, where I back uh, like a week ago that I came back from Ukraine and we started this organization. But All I'm just want to use this as an example that as a human and I am part of this human race evaluating always about so what is the next where is what is my next sleep what is my next sleep so to me that's really the conversation as humans we should be in that conversation all the time and we should be supporting each other in that type of a conversation
0: yeah. No, I like that. Uh, do, do you have any uh, friends, family back in Ukraine?
1: Yes, I, I, I grew up the first 20 years of my life. So, yes, I have a friends and family.
0: Uh, how are they doing? Is everybody OK? You know,
1: everybody went through um, different levels of trauma. So all the people that I know are alive. But, you know, it's been really challenging times for the right. country.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like just being, being distant. I just wanted to you know kind of check and make sure that that everybody was, because uh, yeah, it's not having the connection. It's been you know kind of rough for for me to watch, and and you know my heart goes out to you there with, uh, uh, with having that deep connection. I I can only try to imagine you know what you and everybody else in, in Ukraine's going through, and uh, you know really really hope this thing comes to a good resolution uh, sooner than later. Uh, so no I, and I love I love that mission though, right I, I love the fact that that has kind of helped you again uh, take another career leap and and really evolve that uh, that mission to to be something as noble as as uh, you know helping you know the the, the orphans and, and other uh, children in need because I think we vastly underestimate how, how widespread uh, that epidemic is of you know whether it is an orphan whether it is you know um, uh, you know a a war orphan type situation or just you know basic necessities not being able to be met because of third world conditions and all that that's it's a big problem that that we as a human race really do have to to take up and try to fix because you know we want to be that rising tide that lifts all ships we can't we can't forget those ships can we
1: right well i think again that's i think there are so many different places where we can apply our aspirations skills and talents and um, again the question is where and how do I know that that's the right ones? And that's basically, I think, a, a very important inquiry for people. Um, and that inquiry is a lifetime inquiry, not a
0: one-time thing. Yeah, 100%. Well, Misha, so far, we've kind of been talking about the the individual and their career leap and, and, and that sort of stuff. Um, you know, having a lot of business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs here that are, uh, you know, maybe losing some folks to some of the things that we've already talked about here. Um, what are some things like if if you had um, a, a leader come up to you and say, "Hey, uh, I understand what you're saying. I've went through this myself. How can I support my people uh, to to go through this process and maybe still retain them? Like, how can a how can a leader enable?" and help their employees go through this career leap but maybe not necessarily lose them as part of the organization
1: yeah yeah that's that's a tough one because this is what i discovered that a lot of leaders or like let's say let's say managers middle level managers even senior managers within an organization i think they should first and foremost start with themselves and understand Are my personal values aligned with the value of this organization? Because there is like a little bit of kind of, and that's what happens, and a great indicator when people start leaving, that there is this misalignment with an organization, with a mission mission and vision of the organization. Maybe the mission and vision, there is a lot of organizations right now did a lot of work to have them sound nice and sexy and uh, exciting. But... Uh, a lot of organizations haven't really implemented uh, some of these things down into the organization. So the great way for people to first start evaluating about their own organization, whether it's aligned, like listen to what's the organization saying, what's their tagline, what is the management saying to to their customers, to the public, to its employees, and then see whether the, the, those that conversations is actually translated in performance management. Are, is that's how you're being evaluated. So if the client, if the organization claims that they are are you know, to make customer happy, then your performance better be evaluated on that value. or if you want to make a world a better place or whatever it is there is a lot of really nice and sexy taglines that organizations are creating and then the question is whether that's being translated into how organization is run in their business practices in their performance management so if that if there is there is a a misalignment and you're in leadership role i would say first and foremost you want to make sure you want to Uh, align their organization to what it's saying to these or broader public, uh, uh, to its employees. So if there is no alignment there, then you will have to create even more misalignment uh, telling your employees to stay when they are not aligned. Uh, So that's where I still, it always starts with your personal journey.
0: Yeah. No, I, I like the fact that you point that out because that's one of the places talking with organizations I always uh, kind of start is, you know, like you said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great um, slogans. There's a lot of great wall art out there. And, you know, I'll ask like, so, you know, what is this? And they'll say, oh, hey, that's our core values. That's our mission statement. I'm like, no, but but what is this? And they'll act like I didn't hear them. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Like, you haven't told me what this is. You, you've told me that it's hanging on a wall. I get that. But what this is, this is a contract between you and the people that work here that says, this is how we're going to operate. This is what we believe in. And if you violate that contract, they're going to find you in breach and they're going to move on. And you can't just make it wall art. You can't just make it, uh, you know, something that that sounds fluffy. And, and organizations do that all the time like you said that we want to make the world a better place well you know I'm almost like there's nobody that wakes up and says hey i want to make the world a worse place today uh so that's a given right
1: well i would say what's important is that people have tools to evaluate what their organization is saying and whether they really mean it so it's great to have good intentions but then for people to see and to actually take um, their organization seriously they gotta believe into what their leaders are saying right. and the best way to check there are I see it there is really two great ways to check whether your organization is aligned with what they're saying first of all is look at business practices are the business practices um, that organization creates is are they aligned with the, the these inspiring statements they say and the second one is performance management so if you want to build um you know make the world a better place a great example is that's how you're you being compensated is that's what's being measured or at the end of the day you're still being measured on how much sales you did so then maybe your value is sales but and then maybe you're pretending about maybe it's it's not your primary va- value of making the world a better place. But all I'm just saying that employees should have become knowledgeable and ask these questions and really question all these inspiring statements and hold their organizations to account. And for leaders, that's really a great opportunity to be leaders. And for um, employees, it's a great opportunity to develop their leadership skills by, by really by... Uh, finding answer to these questions and then then once you have these answers then you will know whether you should stay or go and nobody can you convince you otherwise and if you're a leader then you will know how to to have right people stay because uh people that the the primary reason people leave is often would be uh the misalignment in values then it becomes where i can get more money where i can get you know a quick raise. you know there, there is a clearly complexity but when there is alignment and values it's it's a different type of a conversation
0: well right and even even those other things for uh, you know according to some of the research that's coming out now uh, about post pandemic operations are showing that even you know the raise and all that kind of good stuff is becoming less and less important um, I'd have to go back and find it and I'll try to find it for the show notes, but I want to say it was a Harvard Business Review article that said something like uh, 60%, I think it was 60% of the workforce said uh, that they would rather keep remote work as an option versus get a raise. Um, and so that's showing that some of this, this kind of what we're talking here, these shifting values of what what is important. It's not always more money. For some folks, it is the remote work and they want to be able to have that work-life balance. But, you know, There's still a good 40% or so there that want the raise. And I think what you're talking about is a world where everybody knows what they want, knows how to find it, knows where to get it, knows how to have, you know, kind of that happy, healthy, productive career and and everybody gets what they want, right?
1: I would say at least you know how to look for it. Maybe you don't always know what it is, but at least you have tools to know how to discover it.
0: I, I like that. I like that. Um, Well, Misha, we've been talking here for a little over 40 minutes at this point here, and it's been a great conversation so far. Um, Is there anything that we didn't get a chance to touch on that you want to leave listeners with before we get out of here?
1: Well, maybe the only thing that I want to add or maybe reiterate that we live at an extraordinary time. So I just suggest if you don't feel that you are making the type of difference that you know you could be making, that you are... Uh, You want your kids to have an amazing example of how to operate in life. If you are ready to make some uh, changes in your life, then just go for it. Just start doing that. And another my big recommendation, don't do it by yourself. You know, I think it's very important to have the right community, but also have the right mentors, maybe the right coach, the right guide for you to do that.
0: I love it. Well, on that note, uh, to help folks find the the right mentors, the right community, the the right resources to do that successfully, uh, people have heard this. They've heard what you have to say. Uh, they're ready to make their career leap. What is a good way for them to find out more about you, reach out, connect, and all of those things?
1: Oh, thank you. The best way to get to me is misharubin.com, M I S H A R U B I N.com. You will re up a little bit about me, about my programs, about um, some of the work I've done with people.
0: Outstanding. And I'll make sure that uh, that gets in the show notes. So folks, you can just uh, get there and, and make it a uh, link, click away and, and find out all those resources for Misha. And I highly recommend uh, that you do that. Go check these things out, get some of these tools and tips that are, are available on the website and figure out how to find uh, more in-depth information there. Uh, Misha, again, this has been an outstanding conversation. I really love what you're doing. I love your, your mission to help uh, to help other people uh, find their career happiness, to find their career goals, to, to really just have a more successful, happier career. I think that's a very noble purpose. Uh, definitely comes through your passion on this whole thing. And I just want to say thank you very much uh, for being a great guest for, for me and my listeners in this episode of the Responsible Leadership Podcast.
1: It's truly really been my pleasure. Thank you so
0: much. Well, all right, folks, there you have it. Another great show about responsible leadership. I really appreciate you listening. And if you have any feedback for me, please reach out at earl at leadershipphalanx.com. That's E A R L at leadershipphalanx.com. Thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing the show so these messages can spread further and make a bigger impact. With that, I look forward to speaking with you again in the next episode. Hey, what's happening out there, everybody? This is Lawrence Ross, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Lawrence Ross Show. Egomaniac. It's a two-hour weekly exploration into my mind. I also do sketches, celebrity impersonations. You're out of order! And I also do song parodies. Not too shabby for a blind guy. Not only are you visually impaired, but you are geographically impaired. New episodes are released every Friday. Check it out on your favorite podcasting platform, or listen to it here on Society 13 on ElectroCast.